I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next. We invite you to join this week's Education Next podcast, available online Wednesday morning each week at educationnext.org. President Obama has just given his final State of the Union address, and this is a good time to think through what it is that has been accomplished by the Obama administration in the area of education. I'm Paul Peterson, Editor-in-Chief of Education Next, and I have with me today Eric Hanyashek, a professor at Stanford University and a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. Rick, um, can the president take pride in his accomplishments as an education president uh, is the passage of every student success act a sign that um, Congress is now endorsing his policies? What? Well, I think the evidence is pretty mixed, Paul. What we see is that the Every Student Succeeds Act looks like an attempt by Congress to repudiate what the president and his secretary, Arne Duncan, had been doing for eight years. Well, what do you mean by repudiate? He signed this into law, so why, why would you say this is a repudiation of the president? Well, he signed it into law, but what it did was reverse the ability of the secretary of education to take a lot of aggressive stands, and it tried to move policy back to the states and take the federal government out of much of the policies that the president had been trying to introduce over his term. Well, you're talking about race to the top, the uh, competition among the states that was designed to uh, introduce teacher evaluations, to introduce common core standards into state policy. Is that your, is that their, the major vehicle that you're speaking of? Well, it's race to the top, but it's also uh, the attempts to reauthorize No Child Left Behind, the introduction of waivers to states who were not meeting the requirements of NCLB, and a variety of other actions that the federal government has tried to take that are now difficult, if not impossible, under the new law, as far as I can understand it. So, in other words, the authority of the Department of Education has been clipped. But that's going to affect future presidents more than the Obama administration. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is an attempt not to have another uh, activist Secretary of Education or Department of Education. I think over the term of President Obama, he has kept education at a higher level of interest than any other president in history. And in some ways, the Department of Education was one of the most promising part of his administration, in my opinion. Well, you know, the bully pulpit is often the most important thing that the president uh, does, his, his speeches, his calling the public's attention to important questions. How effective was President Obama as a spokesman for education reform, as a spokesman to raise the achievement of students? Well, I'm not sure that he was all that effective, but he had his secretary, Arne Duncan, out in front, and his secretary certainly kept a lot of pressure on places, and I thought for a while was doing 
all right with um, his efforts to enforce No Child Left Behind and get the Accountability Act to being a positive force. I think it slipped away a bit when he got into the waivers and other things because it took all the pressure off of achievement performance that was written into No Child Left Behind. And it left states to start to do very different things that um, there's, at least right now, not much evidence that they were productive. Well, how much influence did the teacher unions have on the Department of Education's policies? Were they a major force or were they relatively peripheral? Well, they started out um, playing catch-up ball because uh, the teachers union had not endorsed President Obama in his first term. In, uh, in his first campaign, in, you mean? In his first campaign. Yeah. Um, and then uh, over time, I think that they became more important. And when it came to the run for the second term in office, I think the teachers union had a stronger influence. Well, I know that the test score results uh, were very disappointing in 2015 on the National Assessment of Education Progress. Uh, you didn't see much of an uptick over the last two years. Indeed, you haven't seen much of an uptick throughout the entire time that the uh, Obama administration has been in power. Um, can you hold the president accountable for that? Or is that something that's really outside what you can expect a president to shape? Well, the president has certainly a strong influence on it in the states, and we've gone through eight years uh, of time in which everybody has talked about how much better we're doing in education, what good policies we are putting into place, um, and so it's quite discouraging to see that there are no results on either the level of performance or closing any achievement gaps over this time. Well, so this is a pretty pessimistic assessment that we're coming towards here, but but how about the future? Is, is, is this returning power to the states through every student succeeds act, ESSA, is that, is that going to give the states some flexibility, some autonomy, so that they can start doing things that they have been reluctant to do because of NCLB requirements or other fears of federal intervention? Is this a is this a moment that can be a hopeful moment in American education? Well, it's either hopeful or leads to intense pessimism. Um, it depends upon how the states react. I think that No Child Left Behind was uh, misdirected in the sense that they uh, that act had the federal government telling the states what to do if achievement wasn't there. That was a mistake. The states should be doing that. On the other hand, the new act appears to offer the possibility of lessening any impact of accountability at the states, that the states can choose not to hold schools accountable for performance, and that's a problem. Well, it has to be a great irony that it was under a Republican president, George W. Bush, that we got the strongest federal intervention in American education with the passage of No Child Left Behind, and an accountability system put into place that had a rigor to it that nothing previous in our historical experience uh, 
came anywhere close to being. And now under a democratic administration, we have a law that strips most of that authority away from the national government and returns policymaking to the states. Have the parties flipped on their understanding of how a federal system should work? I think the parties want to avoid getting into the education discussions to the best they can because so many people have strong opinions on education policy, but they go in different directions so that parties are trying to avoid taking any strong stance. Well, I think it is true that uh, both the Democratic and the Republican Party are deeply divided over education policy. On the Democratic side of the aisle, you've got teacher unions who don't want teacher evaluation, they don't want accountability, they don't want choice, and you've got a minority community that's demanding all of these things, accountability and choice. They want better performance from the schools than you're finding in the schools that minority students are attending. So that's a big, big division within the Democratic Party. And the Republican Party is divided between people who want to use the authority of the federal government to really uh, push the states forward. And you've got the Tea Party group, which is fearful of federal control of almost anything and everything. So that is a big divide within the political parties, almost a bigger divide than the divide between the political parties. And then you also have the alliance of the teachers union with the Tea Party to be against testing and accountability for their own reasons, but they've joined together. Yeah, that is remarkable when you get an alliance of the, the left and the right. Uh, maybe all of our understandings of these words are going to change as we uh, go deeper into the 21st century. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I've been talking with Eric Henyashek, professor at Stanford University, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. I'm Paul Peterson, editor of Education Next. Thank you for tuning in to Education Next's weekly podcast, released every Wednesday morning. For more on education reform, visit us online, educationnext.org. <laughs>